in John Frame's book, The Doctrine of the Christian Life. Surprisingly, and I, I love John Frame, he argues that gambling is often wrong, but not always. He says that gambling can be linked to the worship of chance. It can be addictive. It can involve covetousness. It can be a waste of time and money. It can be thought of as a substitute for useful work. It could fall under the control of organized crime. So while although Frame doesn't think of gambling as sinful in and of itself, he says that the circumstances around gambling often lead to it becoming an issue of sin. That's Mm -hmm. how John Frame would discuss gambling. That's how he frames it. Welcome to the Choose One and Only One Living Waters podcast segment, where we choose one and only one. All right, guys. Would you rather hit your funny bone or get restless leg syndrome or get a Charlie horse or get a brain freeze or get a leg cramp or get a paper cut or have permanent halitosis? I know that the last one doesn't make sense because the three of you already have it very, 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 very badly. What was the options again? But other than that, which one? Restless leg syndrome, for sure. Stop. I can deal with that in 30 seconds. Okay, they are. Again, Oscar, restless leg syndrome, Charlie horse, brain freeze, leg cramp, paper cut, or permanent halitosis. I'm going to go with brain freeze. Brain priest. Just had one. <laughs> no, seriously, you can get rid of restless legs by getting on one of those exercise bikes for one minute and just going like crazy. I do it every night. But, Ray, you abhor restless leg syndrome. Yeah, but I get rid of it really quick through the, my bike, which is in the bedroom. Was, is it up. in your hole? No, I have to crawl out of the hole. Oh, okay. What is it with you and Rachel and your restless leg syndrome? It's one in the morning. She's up doing squats. Well, and... that's to do with it's, in, it's part of genius. Um, Einstein used to get them. <laughs> Stop. I get them a lot. So when I try to go to bed at night, I read, I can't fall asleep, and then my legs start telling me they want to work out. That's yeah, like the two things cool. that happen back to back. That happens to millions of people. It's a, it's a lack of magnesium. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. So though. I stretch okay. while I read. Serve some magazine, magnesium. But, oh, mag, mag, but restless mag, magazine. Mag, magnesium? Mag, magazines. Okay, restless leg syndrome, though, Ray. The thing about it is it can last a long time. If you're on a plane, that's one of the worst yeah. places. You go to the plane. restroom and do squats. I used to do that in international flights. Is there enough room? Oh, for well, you, it is there is. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say. I used to take a team in and do that. <laughs> That's like an auditorium. Yes, for you, you just play racquetball. Yeah. Um, Mark, what would you choose? Uh, I, I enjoy Charlie horses. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe paper cuts on the eyeballs. Something simple. Uh, Aren't Charlie horses horrible? You can feel them coming. You think, oh, oh, oh I've got about. I wake up with them in the middle of the night sometimes. It's the worst. Yeah. Oh, seriously, man. Why are they? Who was Charlie? What, I don't what's know. What's the deal with horses? <laughs> but, but when someone gives you a Charlie horse, what you know, you mean? when he hits you on the arm. You I've never, never had that. What? It's never happened to me. Just Normally. happens naturally. Mark, no. go to Charlie horse. Mark, you've experienced Charlie, like intentional yeah, Charlie totally. horse. Yeah. Normally their arm just breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar, what about you? I'm going with fr- uh, frozen head syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Brain freeze. Brain freeze, yeah. I mean, seriously, aren't all these things annoying? For me, one of the most miserable things, and I can't explain it, it's just this disgusting feel- feeling when I hit my funny bone. 
Like, oh, really? But it's happening where it's been really hard and yeah. like you feel electricity, like, yeah. right? Go yeah. through your whole, right? What sort of crazy horse would call it a funny bone anyway? It's not funny. Oh, I hit my what funny bone. What is that bone? I hit my funny bone so hard in, ba- in a basketball game one time. I shot the ball and then like as I was coming down, the guy ducked under me and my elbow hit his head. And it, to this day, <laughs> if I like put my elbow down the wrong way, it feels like I'm putting it down on yep. razor blades. I broke something in there. Oh. Something... And Seriously, though, there, there's something about that feeling. Oh, well, you do empathize, Oscar. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice, Oscar. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, and what it, but what is but, uh, that? But, I want to know but, why but, is it that bone on uh, the elbow? It doesn't happen with my knee. There's no let's like, try it right now. Find does. out. Good. Wait, wait, seriously? Yeah. You've had, a, you've had a funny bone knee hit? Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same concept. You know, when the doctor comes up and hits you underneath oh, your kneecap, your patella, oh. the knee goes it. So the idea and the concept is, is exactly the Wait, same. Wait, do they, sure about them? Do they do that with your elbow for reflex? Do they hit no. your elbow bone for reflex? Nope. Isn't no, that weird? just making it up. He wants yeah, to be a course. doctor. <laughs> no, but I have that, no idea what I'm saying. But Mark, I, <laughs> I've, I've, gullible he is. I've had those moments where they do the, uh, well, you know, when they do their knee, but it's like, I, want, I want to control it, where they hit your knee and your, your leg moves. What? What do you mean? Have they you about? have they checked your forehead yet? <laughs> Stop it, Mark. <laughs> my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> they start over the age of forty. They start knocking you on the forehead. My whole body moves <laughs> after my forehead. No, but that that is one of the weirdest things. Hitting that your knee. And no matter what you say, it's going to move. You can't stop it. Well, it's good. Mis- it's good, though. She's got good reflexes. But is that it. a reflex? Yeah. Why is that a reflex? Well, I saw Mr. Bean. He was hit underneath his right knee, and his left knee went up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Mr. Bean and Mr. Bean. Remember when you were no. for Mr. Bean? <laughs> Why do I get dragged through the mud? I think she was referring to you. You're the one with the bean face. Excuse me. You're the one with the bean friend. Oh, yeah. We talked about your mustache being shaved in one of the episodes. That was the byproduct. You didn't have your mustache. You looked like Mr. Bean. I did without a mustache. In Israel, in that hotel, uh, in that place where we ate. Isn't he like six feet tall, though? No. What if this whole time you were actually tall, but your mustache made you look short? (laughs) (laughs) Wheezy. (laughs) It's all relative. How many many Mr. Bean uh, seasons were there? Any idea? Three. No. Oscar, that was really No. (laughs) One. There was only one. No, stop. Only one Mr. Bean series. Yeah, 15 episodes. Okay. I have a question for you guys on this uh, on this point. Eleven. Would you back in the day before you you know you knew the Lord and you cared about fame and fortune? Would you be, <laughs> would you be a character that will stick with you for life, like a Stephen Urkel or like a Mister Bean? Because I don't think Mister Bean likes that character. I think he he despises. Or like what's that oh, really? sh- what's that chef guy with the bright hair and the flaming t shirts? Guy is it guy? Guy. Fury? Oh, Guy Ritchie. Yeah. No, Guy Fury. Yeah. Do you think Guy Fury wakes up as Guy Fury? <laughs> I saw that guy in a in a cafeteria at a hospital once. Guy, he saw I didn't know guy. who he was. I didn't know who he was yet, and he was talking about money and all this stuff. And and then it turns out it was him. Jethro Bodine had that problem. Who? Come on, you know who Jethro Bodine is? I have no idea, Ray. Yeah, okay. Beverly Hillbillies, Jethro. Oh yeah, right. That's what I'm talking about. Like you know, when you're a ditz in a sitcom, because yeah. I think stereotyped. Like, I think uh, the Urkel guy. I think he that that was. Probably different because you get typecast. Typecast, that's what it is. Yeah, and then you can't some people get break out of it. Mister T. Yeah. Well, you know Jim Carrey. Um, surprisingly, broke out of it. He did. He did uh, some dramas, and he's actually a good actor hmm. in that realm too. Um, anyway, I would. Uh, I paper cuts. Oh, they're nasty. So wait, which one would you choose? Then? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I don't even know. I, feel like I think I, pro- I probably go for paper cup syndrome. Is terrible. Here's the reason why I choose brain freeze because it means I'm eating ice cream. 
<laughs> That's true. So there's a win. I'd there. probably go for brain freeze, although th- that is pretty miserable. What's a brain Seriously? freeze? When you drink something really you cold. You would need a brain oh, to understand. When you just can't think straight. No, yeah. but you've had that, right? When you drink something real cold. You just and... think how dumb I am to eat that. It was really cold. <laughs> but what is, that? what is happening? I want to Just know, having like... something too cold, your body's saying, don't do this. But physiologically, your brain, why is your brain feeling like it's going to... Uh, I'm sure Mark can make something up. Mark, Mark, make something up real is quick. Is it a headache? That's what's happening? An instant headache? I guess. Yeah. We love to give things away. We love to give things away. And that's why we will do that every single day here on the Living Waters Podcast. That's right, friends. We're giving away goodies for those of you who go to livingwaters.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form. We are giving 10, believe it or not, 10 different people each week goodies from Living Waters, $100 value for each box. You'll get tracts and books and a podcast mug and all kinds of good things. So make sure to participate at livingwaters.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to listen to the very end of the podcast where you will hear the announcement of the winners every week. Yeah, there's there's something where um, uh, Doctor Comfort isn't there a game where you 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 like tell something that's not true with like three things, but one two, of them is uh, true. two truths and a lie. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, it's also known as uh, ice. Cream <laughs> uh, you headache. heard it here. The what, Mark? It's also known as ice cream headache. It's a sudden sharp pain in the forehead or temple area that occurs after consuming something like ice cream. Yeah, sometimes it's that's really it. bad, really bad. Only if you're a All right, friends. All right, friends. <laughs> we have a comment. <laughs> Oscar, you're becoming quite the easy impersonator there. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, we have a f- comment from Castile, 1993. Loving the podcast so much. My name is Zachary, and I'm 29 years old, married, and have one son. Y'all encourage me to be a godly man to my wife and son though I've always strived to be that to my family. I can't remember how I found this podcast, but I have been watching Ray for a long time. I love how he keeps the gospel simple, doesn't put fancy words in it. I'm a simple guy needing things said simply. I've been a Christian for about 12 to 13 years and love this podcast so much. It's encouraging and convicting. It has really put pep in my step for the kingdom of God and to share the gospel. I've shared this podcast with a few people I work with. I love how y'all talk about the simple things of God, but get so deep in it. I'm part of a discipleship group, and I lead a life group, so it's very encouraging for me to listen because I can always share, and I find myself sharing a lot of what I hear on the podcast with my D group. Keep on keeping on. Mark, what in the universe are I'm, you doing? I'm actually sending this uh, to Is our Is this one of your friend. B-real jives? It's not. Uh, J- Jeremy Shaheen. We, so we called him the other day. Oh, Jeremy, day. our friend. He just sent me a text saying that he's listening to the podcast right now, so I'm going to send him a quick little video of us. Okay. Uh, hey, by the way, shout out to Jeremy. Hmm. Uh, we, we called him. It was his birthday recently, his 16th birthday. Uh, he's part of a military family, and he loves a podcast, loves the Lord, and uh, loves giving out gospel tracts. So, Jeremy, shout out. Thanks for listening to me, your favorite podcaster. <laughs> That's not what he told me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, this podcast is brought to you. I'm so, I, I'm never, I never cease to amaze myself by how I amuse myself. Uh, but it's also devolving. Eventually it's going to be like, <laughs> 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 where it's going to go. It's getting worse. <laughs> All right, friends. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by the Intermediate 
training course. You know what? This may be the first time I've ever uh, talked about this one. Yeah, Mm. We only have it on MP4 format. Show partiality. I I am. Get it on MP4, eight lessons in MP4 format, 96-page study guide in PDF format, uh, 30-second and two-minute promotional video segments, printable bulletin, printable certificate, all that good stuff. What does MP4 mean? Digital. That means they can uh, No, MP. What's that? Master Member of Parliament. Power Um, to the fourth power. Okay. I don't know. Mozzarella pizza. <laughs> Times four. <laughs> Times four. Uh, so make sure to check that out, friends. This is a follow-up to the uh, basic training course. Believe in follow-up. The, the second one. We Mul- were going to do an advance, and I don't think we ever did. Multi-purpose <laughs> did we, format. Did we do an advance? Hmm. No, we never did. I don't think. Anyway, friends, don't forget the Living Waters mug and the Evidence Study Bible all at livingwaters.com. All right, here we go. Today, we're talking about, ooh. Yeah, I like this. I've been excited about this one. Gambling. Is gambling uh, a sin? Yeah, guys, boy, you know. Yeah, guys, yeah, boy, guys, you know. Boy, yeah. yeah, guys, boy, you know. Yeah, guys, boy. Yeah, guys, boy, you know. Um. <laughs> That'd make a cool rap song. Yeah. Yeah, guys, boy, you know. Um, uh. um, How much you want to bet? Ah. Easy is going to talk about gambling on this podcast. Yeah, I bet 10 bucks. Whoa, betters, betters. We we say that a lot, don't we? I bet, I bet, I bet. Yeah, you don't mean. I'm going to parlay that bet. Why don't we say I <laughs> What's the over-under that Easy on the next podcast will read a comment about himself? <laughs> what is it? It's like that llama inside that, that cartoon. What is it? Emperor's New Groove. Seriously, you guys have to admit that's a pretty cool noise. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's when someone says something stupid. I, mean, I why really do you... don't think God created humanity to do things like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Rachel would not have said yes. Why did we give him a microphone that. is my question. I don't know. Who gave it to him? Oh, I love mistake. this microphone. So, guys, gambling, uh, as I was going to say, look, look at the tangent you guys took us on for like two minutes over on my, um, you know, guys, well, um, No, that was, um. t- Mark brought up a good point. <sighs> Who's betting? Do we, should we bet as Christians? Yeah. I mean, would you play poker? For Ooh, poker. Just, yeah, so just we have to define gambling here. Yeah. yeah. Would you play poker for pe- with pennies or with matchsticks? Or would you go to bingo? Would yeah. you play a roulette wheel? Do you do raffles? Right. That, those are all, all good questions. I think, well, my intention in talking about gambling, and those all apply, is that, yeah, when you're, when, you're, when you're putting money up, you're going to, to places where people are gambling, casinos, or you may even be gathering with friends, but like you're talking about, like you're putting up money, you know? But I do think it's also a good question. Like, are there gateway, you know, gambling uh, games or formats, even if they're maybe lesser? Uh, are, are they wise? Are they not? This, is, this has become more and more, I think, relevant to talk about because it's grown more Sports and more. Sports betting, especially. Right? I mean, it's become huge. Yeah. Now, I hear people talk about... $4.3 billion industry. A what? $4.3 billion industry wow. just online sports betting. That doesn't include gambling, We're not talking like about casinos. Vegas. I'm no. sure with that. Only online app sports betting is a $4.3 billion business. Okay. So does that include fantasy football and all yes. that? Yes. Okay. I have zero idea about that stuff. Like, what's that about? Just as well. Do you know it, Ray? No. Fantasy football. I did. Are you, really? Uh, You've never played fantasy football I mean, football I hear before? people like you, is it you predict? No, I've never played it, but you predict hmm. certain teams are going to win and you predict yeah. their scores. Uh, and no. Know. So you, I mean, it's it's kind of, 
how do you explain fantasy football? <laughs> uh, so you have a draft and everyone drafts players onto their team. And depending on, on how that player does that week, he scores you certain points. And then your team of players go up against another person's team of players. And whoever wins, wins the game that week. Uh, but fantasy football doesn't have to be gambling. Like my wife is the commissioner of our uh, church fantasy football league, but they don't put up any money. It's just yeah. like everyone comes over to our house and they we draft together and, you know, we get to have fun together yeah. throughout throughout the football season. Yeah, and, and let me say as well, uh, friends, I, I'm sure you guys know us by now enough to know that there are times we'll discuss topics that we haven't really hashed out between ourselves and we're going to have different views and perspectives and I think that's healthy mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't agree with that <laughs> well, I dis- that's horrible I disagree um, so I don't know where where I mean I'm pretty sure I know where Mark stands uh, I mean Ray stands I don't know where I Mark can tell you where Oscar. I stand right yeah. there over here um, I tried gambling when I was 20 years old a friend or my uncle took me to a casino with Sue and we were just newly married and I felt the power of that one arm bandit he just How gave me some coins to put in. Machine? How much sheep Swap did you machine. lose? Yeah, I, so I wasn't gambling sheep. <laughs> but I felt the power of it. Just, I was addicted instantly. I absolutely loved it. I thought, this is, this is scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there are people. And, and, and the reason, again, why I said it's I so prevalent. I wasn't a Christian at the time. Yeah. You mentioned Oscar, you know, fantasy football or online. What do you call it? Game? Uh, What's um, it? Sports. Sports betting. Sports betting. But that's just one aspect, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have now, like, and this is... I mean, it's probably been 20 years now, however, but th- this whole thing of like professional gamblers mm-hmm. where now you have, t- it's televised and, and it's, like a, it's like a sport. And like poker? Poker faces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what you're referring to? Like Texas what, Hold'em poker? Whatever. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. And so you have that. Uh, you've got people that are going to casinos that are radically addicted. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, one of the saddest sights right. Is to see these people sitting there like the, for in, in hours. In the airports too, you get miserable. They <gasps> look so the unhappy. Seriously, as I say it, I get the same feeling I get when I go to a baseball game. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there, pulling, pulling. I mean, it, seriously, just like in a trance yeah. in a smoke-filled, disgusting, stinky casino. Like that's bondage, man. Hmm. So let's take a step back. That you think you Ray. And let's let's answer the question: Is gambling a sin? I think even if we might come to different perspectives, and I don't know, we actually might all come to the same perspective. The one thing I think we need to recognize is that the scriptures don't give us a direct answer to the question: Is gambling a sin? Though it in you can you can conclude you can come to a conclusion through scriptures on how to how to go about this situation. It doesn't come to a direct one, and that's important because this falls. Well, one, like Ryan Kelly says, sin is that which violates God's biblical commandments, not the additions and inventions we make. As soul scripture Christians, our minds, wills, and hearts are directed by God's revealed will in the scripture alone. And then R.C. Sproul goes on to say that uh, the problem is, we, he says, we must be careful not to make that subtle move from a passionate concern towards a godly morality, which includes legalism. And so we do have to be careful here. Um, There are different people who have different views. In John Frame's book, The Doctrine of the Christian Life, surprisingly, I love John Frame. He argues that gambling is often wrong, but not always. He says that gambling can be linked to the worship of chance 
It can be addictive. It can involve covetousness. It can be a waste of time and money. It can be thought of as a substitute for useful work. It could fall under the control of organized crime. So while although Frame doesn't think of gambling as sinful in and of itself, he says that the circumstances around gambling often lead to it becoming an issue of sin. That's mm. how John Frame would discuss gambling. That's how he frames it? That's how John Frame frames <laughs> it. Yeah, and I'm so glad you said that, Oscar. Look, I, I tend in my personality toward being very stringent with things. That's how I am with myself. I'm, I'm a pretty black and white kind of guy. I've grown over the years. I've loosened up a little bit in, in certain areas, but- You're more I, pale now. Yeah. I know I can definitely tend toward legalism if I'm not careful. And you know, years ago, I taught a message on integrity, and I talked about integrity of conscience, of conduct, and of convictions. Mm. And, and it's Good. so important because even, even in a way where we may be leaning towards something that may fall in line with what's more conservative, uh, we can lack integrity because we're only not doing it because we're worried about what people within our circle will say if we do it because they don't do it or because that's the conclusion they arrived on, on issues of conviction, you know? So we really do need to be careful. It is easy to paint with a broad brush. Everything within me wants to say, gambling is a sin. That's where I would wanna lean and say, it is a sin, absolutely have nothing to do with it. Why would somebody say that? Like, why would you say that? Well, I play devil's advocate. Yeah, absolutely. The reason why I'm prone to wanna say that is because of um, the, the associations that are connected to it. Good. And because of the destruction it has done in the lives of so many that are associated with it, I lean the same way with drinking. I want to just say Christians should not drink. Now, I say that with full knowledge that Scripture, obviously, there's alcohol in Scripture, and, and you know, there's no question. Again, there's some, we've talked about it before lightly on the podcast, where there's some that will say, no, I mean, MacArthur would hold the view that, no, that the fermentation was not what it is today. You had to drink gallons in order to, to, to get drunk or buzzed. Others have different perspectives on that, but whatever. I want to lean that way because I look at the associations and I say, guys, we live in a world that is, alcoholism is destroying people. It's so associated with, with, with how people destroy their lives. So I just want to say, no, yeah. absolutely And there's no. wisdom attached to everything that you just said. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? I mean, absolutely. But that's where I want to be careful, though, because mm-hmm. I, I can veer off into an area where I ought not to, and I can... I can Which now becomes legalistic when you're telling right. other people that they can't do it. Exactly. Right? I, yeah. I love your self-awareness in that, because there are so many people that are not self-aware. Like, to, to create standards and disciplines for your own self is one thing. And I, and I see how your disciplines for like, you're one of the most disciplined people I've ever met in my life. And I can see how it has done well for your um, spiritual vitality, your walk with the Lord. Uh, But it's so valuable. I love the way you're able to stop short of implying that as a, as a demand or a standard on other people. Um, I I think I struggle with that often and I I fail. And I have to work at that, you know, because it's just, I think part of it is my flesh too. Mm. You know, there's, there's so many elements that can be disguised as pure righteousness, Mm. but, but they're not, you know, and, and I, I, I do tremble at the thought of trampling another brother's liberties. You know, there's, there's a sin, there's, there's a serious sin associated with that. And so there's times where I've had to repent, even in my conversations of just saying, how could they do that? And, and it's like, oh, 
Yeah. I have to stop. This is, I mean, Paul gets into that. Like, I mean, and it, it was over like very serious stuff. You're talking about things sacrificed to idols. Mm-hmm, You're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, dietary issues, which back then were massive, you know, things. So you're talking Romans 14. Yeah. So I think, I think it is important to, to be careful. I think one of the most freeing scriptures is Romans 14, 21, 22. Happy is mm. he that condemns not himself and that thing which he allows. Mm. And he's the, I so identify with you. You've got to pull the reins in when it comes to your, your standards and other people's standards. They may have the liberty to sit at a gambling casino and have a glass of whiskey <laughs> and a praise the Lord t-shirt on. But I, I, certainly, I certainly wouldn't do that. Someone's listening to the podcast right now like, he's talking about me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have to be careful of those appearances of evil, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, there, there, there's no doubt about that, especially with people in different positions of leadership. You know, like yeah. I personally do not drink alcohol. I don't drink alcohol for, for many different reasons, but one of those top reasons that I don't drink alcohol is because there are weaker people. There are people that can look into my life and go, well, if Mark can drink, well, then I can drink. And I have no idea what they're going through. And I don't need alcohol, first of all. Yeah. I don't need to relax. I don't need to slow down you know, to that capacity. Yeah. Um, I typed into uh, ChatGPT, define uh, gambling for me, and it said, uh, gambling is when you bet money on something uncertain, like a game or a race, with the chance of winning more and more. But you might also lose the money that you bet. It can become a problem for some people. If you lose. You know, if we talk about gambling, right, a problem with gambling, compulsive gambling, let's put it in a proper perspective, that there is a overwhelming urge to keep gambling despite the toll that it can take on someone's life, either financially or with your family. Yeah. You know, if you find yourself wanting to go over to your friend's house to play a game of poker as opposed to coming home and discipling your kids, you may have a problem. Right. If you find your place of release needing to be, well, I need to have poker night with the guys more than my child needs to be picked up from soccer practice, you may have a problem. But we, we do take risks all the time, right? I mean, if we drive the LA freeways, we are gambling that we're going to get to the other side, but we just need to put them things into their proper perspective. Because you grab a hold of somebody like Phil Ivey, he's a world-renowned poker player, right? I looked him up and it says that as of 2023, he has earned $38.3 million playing poker. His net worth now because of endorsements is $125 million. When he enters into a poker contest or a championship and gets into that place, it's been said that he can win a tournament without ever once looking at his cards because he's reading the people. He's seeing how other people are responding and reacting. So we'd say, well, wait a minute, you're, you're gambling millions of dollars? Yeah, it's, I've become an artist in the way I've read people. Something that you and I don't do because we're not in that position, but how would we possibly, and I don't know the guy, obviously, uh, never met him. I'd you share the gospel with him. You look him, him up could. on YouTube, <laughs> see what he does. Yeah, but, but it's like, how, how can we blanketly say, you cannot do that thing when, uh, do you play the stock market? You're gambling with money. Uh, stock market's very different than gambling, though. Right, but, but, you're, using, but you're using money, very hoping, different. in what way? Uh, and, and, and anyway, well, one stock market is not a zero sum game. 
In other words, a zero-sum game, there's a winner and there's a loser. And in gambling, there's a winner and there's a loser. The stock market is an investment. It's not a zero-sum game. Uh, you're investing in assets that are real and tangible and that grow over time. And the 20-year average growth rate of the stock market is somewhere between 7 and 8%. In well, other it words, depends on the stock. It's a, no, no, no. I'm saying the stock market. I didn't say the stock. I said the okay, stock market. Stock, so, so the I'll... S&P 500 uh, over a 20-year average is between 7 and 8%, depending on what 20 years you look at. In other words, uh, if you invest your money in the S&P 500, you're going to make money over the course of 20 years. Right. So what about I stocks think, in general? I mean, I'm generalizing stocks for that purpose. But let me let me shift a little bit. So I, would, I, I do think it's really important, to, because I used to be in finance, I know that like, there is a difference. Zero-sum gaming is the primary difference between investing in the stock market in businesses versus gambling, you know, with poker chips. But I would say this, um, to go back to the idea of gambling, I think that we have to recognize five different things that I, that I wrote down here. First off, and this kind of gets into to stock market versus gambling. First off, we have to understand um, what God means and intends for us on a mission of work. So work is given to us by God and he, he has given it to us to to order or to reorder his creation. This is what Adam was supposed to do in the garden. He's intended to till the garden, to reorder it, to plant, to create beautiful things that, that nourish and that do good for both ourselves and the people around us, the city, right? Like we are supposed to reorder. There's a difference between a reordering which is God's intent for work and using chance, as John Frame said, using chance to make money. I also think that the other thing that we need to take into consideration is the difference between stewardship and ownership. As a Christian goes and he sets down money to bet, he needs to recognize that he does not own the money he's betting. True. He's a steward yeah. of the funds that God has given him. So are you gambling with God's money? Yeah. That's an important question that you have to ask yourself. 100%. The second thing is, is the difference between a get rich quick scheme, which the scriptures tells us clearly how it feels about that versus long obedience, the discipline of hard work and saving money. I also think we have to recognize that gambling is a sickness on our culture. So when we lift up and praise guys that make $120 million, not saying that you're doing that in any way, shape or form, Mark, but those guys go beyond just making the money that they make. What they do is they set a precedence and gambling is a sickness, man. It's created massive poverty. A significant amount of sex trafficking is linked to the gambling industry. There's alcohol addiction, like the gambling industry is a plague on American society. Is the mafia involved in that? The mafia has absolutely been involved Very. in the past. And so there's that as well. We have to consider the plague that gambling has in our society. And then the last thing is the money that you spend, could you use it to be more generous? We have an issue of generosity in the world. We have yeah. an issue of poverty in the world. So could we be using that money for the glory of God in our generosity? Let me just say two, two real quick things. The first thing is when I was in the investment industry, gambling was a major issue for guys that I worked with. Yeah. Guys dropping thousands of dollars a week on sports betting, on parlaying, going to Vegas. I remember a guy coming back and be like, man, I just lost a Honda Civic this weekend. So that's because they were making it, didn't know what to do with it. They were making and losing it, right? What, but what he is would, parlay? What does that mean? Uh, oh, I don't want to get into the details. I mean, it's basically two different bets that, that, work, that have to work in tangent with each other. With all that said, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to, uh, this isn't so much of a confession, but like you might think, oh, well, Oscar clearly thinks gambling is wrong here. 
Uh, I think that we have to be really, really, really careful and we need to consider these five things. With that said, let me also be really transparent with you. Just last week, and I feel like I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't say this, just last week, a neighbor invited me over to a poker game at his house. It was a $10 buy-in and I went. And I went because I, in my mind, I'm going and I'm spending $10 to hang out and be a witness to these guys. The relationships that I can build with them, the potential to share the gospel with them, which I got to do with one of the guys. Did you clean them out? (laughs) And and I walked away with all their money. (laughs) I actually did win. Uh, But the point is, I didn't go like, man, I really hope I come home with this. Or I'm going to go with 10 and I'm going to end up spending 100. Like I looked at that as the cost to enjoy my time and fellowship and be a witness to these people. So to me, it wasn't a bet. It wasn't a gamble. It was money I was spending. I just happened to get some of it back. Yeah. Yeah. And what, listen, and what is the difference between somebody who says, I want to spend $10, let's raise it to $20, to go to a poker game with my buds, as opposed to somebody else saying, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to go to the movies, and I want to go to Chipotle or whatever and spend my money that way. And both people at the end of the night are saying, I had a good time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and, and some can say... Um, you know, yeah, some can say, and when you go, if, you, if, you're, if you're limiting yourself to $20, you may even walk away with more than that, right? That could be an investment. Whereas if you go to the movie, it's gone, right? But, you know, whatever. You may be getting other benefits if it's, if it's a redemptive, you know, movie with a good redemptive theme or whatever. But I think others on the flip side would say, well, the difference is there's an addictive element to gambling. And, and it can be you know, it can be something that hooks you into things totally go deeper. But I think, Ray, I want to ask you this. Don't you think that the right thing to say is gambling and other things like gambling, maybe drinking, whatever, can be sin? Not necessarily. It's not a question, are they sin or not? But they can be if certain elements are attached to them. Yeah, certain elements, like generally speaking, greed is the disease and gambling is the symptoms. Hmm. There's greed behind it. I want to make more money. Yeah. But it is a matter of conscience. You're right. And that's all I've got to say. Yeah, and I think I think caution, right? Because, um, and I'm going to read some stuff from people that we respect that would beg to differ. They they think it, you know it is something that you know could be more explicitly sinful. But I think we need to think through passages like First Timothy six mm. six through twelve. You know, we're we're, mm. we're told, and we we read this on a recent podcast about contentment. Right? Uh, we brought nothing into the world. We it's for certain we can carry nothing out. Having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men into destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. So the first thing you ask yourself, I think, in that realm is, is this a form of me loving money? Mm. Is this a form of me seeking to get rich? Like you gave a good example, Oscar. I'm putting in a $10 thing and this is what I'm doing with my friends. Again, that's why it's important for us to say, Okay, you know your circumstances. Right. You know yourself. You know it's you know it, it, you don't have a problem with it. Like if you were a guy who said to me, "Hey, I'm going to go do this with you know, with my friends, my neighbor that just asked me over," and you were before you came to Christ a chronic gambler with right. a serious problem, I'd yep. say, "Brother, yeah. I don't recommend that." Mm. You know, good, good. Because yeah. I think the the problem oftentimes within Christianity is we don't infuse the element of wisdom in the mm. things. It's always, "Is it right? Is it wrong?" Right, I mean, someone seriously can give the example of, hey, where does it say in the Bible that you can't live with your girlfriend and sleep in separate rooms? Where does it say that, right? I mean, it doesn't. We, yeah. we really cannot find any place to say that. Now, what will we cite? A form every, avoid every form of uh, uh, appearance of evil, right? 
okay, but well, you could apply that to anything or whatever. Yeah, but use discernment. But there is wisdom in that. We look at that and we say, no, no, that's a danger. You know, you need to, and so we can apply that to situations like the one I just gave. Totally. You know, um, you have to ask yourself, can you do it in faith, right? Because yep. whatever's not in faith is sin. Scripture makes that very, very clear. So the question, real simply answered, you know, is gambling a sin? It may or it may not be. Oh, yeah. It depends on the scenario and the situation. Yeah, that's good, Mark. Right. Psalm 22, um, speaking of Jesus on the cross, it says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Mm. That speaks to me of those soldiers being absolutely callous. Yeah. Mm. Here, here, is, here is Jesus writhing on the cross. He doesn't exist. All that matters is my gambling. And the Christian should live in the shadow of the cross. Yeah. We, we, we know the cost of our redemption, so everything I do is in the light of that cross. Am I pleasing God? By doing this, if I, am I going to Vegas? Am I going to go to a casino? I want to gamble. It's my life. I'll do what I want. That's not the attitude of a Christian. True, yeah, exactly. And that's often the problem. You know, this is where you see liberties going in a direction that violates the law of love. Yep. You know, I mean, think of what Paul said: if eating meat makes my brother stumble, right. I'll never eat meat again. Like that's big. That's, you know, that's in and out. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> whoa, whoa, never whoa, whoa. have a double double again if it stumbles your brother. Right? You three stumble me with your in and out. Me. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you point at me when you said you'll never eat a double double? <laughs> I should have said wiener schnitzel. Well, point yeah. at you. But but you know it is the issue because that's what's happened. Unfortunately, people flaunt it. Yep. Okay, some people have their liberty to drink, but they're posting pictures of themselves doing it gleefully yep. all the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just it's like it becomes it begins to define them, and they have the I don't care attitude. Hmm. Man, that's that's dangerous. You I know. Don't care. So it's not, it's not my problem. It's yeah. their problem. Uh, what what is that saying? A lot the lottery is a tax on people that are poor at math. Was yeah. That you? Oof. yeah. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, and and again, what's what's behind that? You know, um, Proverbs twenty eight twenty: A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you look at casinos; they're so lavish, and it's they're just saying you can't win with us, yeah. buddy. The We're odds the are stacked against you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, and, and again, man, this is such a good discussion. I could, I could do this like a two-hour podcast Please on this. Please don't. Keep it rolling, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just saying because we have to be careful of the flip side of that. The person with their liberty mm-hmm. doesn't look at the person who says, I'm refraining and begin to judge them yep. as, oh, you're, you're a legalist or you're totally. just, you know, you're just too uptight or you're too, man, to have it. I, I, to have it between you and the Lord and to be free in your own conscience and to do it, there could be so many reasons. I love for, for us to not you know, question each other, but to look at the grand scheme of a believer's life. So good. Does this brother or sister love God? Mm. Is it evident that Christ is foremost in their life? Do they exude the fruit of the Spirit and the fruit of love? Are they kingdom-minded? Mm-hmm. Are they preaching the gospel? Are they? And if the answers are yes... And then it's something that scripture doesn't explicitly forbid. I'm not saying you can never, if you see it as, you know, being something that maybe is affecting other areas of their life to say, hey, man, you want to think about this or just pray through it, you know, like humbly and gently. But, oh, you know, generally to be able to just say, man, have that between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think a good litmus test to be able to see where you're at with gambling is, are you okay with never gambling again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with never going to that poker game? And, and undoubtedly, right, Oscar, you say that you went and played this poker. I would ask you, are you okay with never playing poker again? And undoubtedly, you'd say, I have no problem with yeah. that. I also think, where is your hope? Yeah. Like, think about it. Where is your hope? 
Am, is my hope going and walking away with $120? Cause that's, cause then I'm going to be able to go buy this cool thing or because that's how I'm going to pay the bills or get groceries. Yeah. Where is your hope? My hope in that situation was to fellowship. Yeah. Was to meet somebody and share the gospel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was camaraderie. Right. My hope wasn't in the game and the money. My hope was in the people around the table. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, again, having said what I just shared about not judging each other, for me on a personal level, I've decided I, I, I'm not going to do it. I've played poker with you know some friends at different points, but <gasps> there came a point where I decided I'm not going to do it anymore. And the reason why I'm not going to do it is because... First of all, I have my children watching. And I know that the next generation will typically take it a step further. And again, I you guys may not have concluded that, and that's awesome. You know, you you maybe your family dynamic is different, you think differently. But for me, I I've, I've decided when I envision my sons as grown men gambling or my daughters, I don't want them to do that because I know that there could be snares for them there. Mm-hmm. I may be able to handle it. I may be fine with it. They may not. Same thing with alcohol. I used to drink before I got saved, so that's part of why I don't as well. But I also have the same mindset. I don't want my my sons to do it. It's why I don't smoke cigars. I have lots of friends that do, and and uh, you know, I just have decided, you know what? I don't want my kids to feel justified and do that. Maybe that'll lead for them to vaping. Maybe mm. it'll, it'll lead for them to, to marijuana. Maybe so. I, I envision my son smoking cigars. And I just think I don't. I just don't want them to do that. I don't. I, I'm worried about where they might, that might they, that may take them. You know. Mm. But other friends of mine do not think that way. They don't feel that, and I have to be able to say praise the Lord. Mm. Not even question it. Not even let That's my good. mind go there, but have my own conviction before the Lord joyfully. Does someone, that make sense? Yes, that's Absolutely. very sensible. Great. Uh, someone once said, moving on. Shut up, Arab. stupid Arab. Oh, no. Alcohol is the only enemy the world has succeeded in loving. Wow. Mm. Someone once said that. It's very deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, now let me, let me go to other oh, side note. Yeah. Funny story. Hey. Don't say funny what story. Is? You've raised what the bar uh, too yeah. high. I have a very mediocre story to explain to you guys. You mean one of easy stories. <laughs> <laughs> Less sound effects. Uh, uh, my son who's 12 years old the other day was like, dad. Uh, so at his school, they've got burger bucks. And so you, like, if you do, you know, if you clean the room or you stay after whatever, the teacher give you a burger buck and that burger buck, it, you know, with five burger bucks, you can like buy a desk pad or buy a new pencil. Do you they know, gamble just, with those burger bucks? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, Oscar. No. Do they gamble? So uh, my son Levi, he's a genius and he's very, oh, he's very entrepreneurial came to me, he's like, dad, I have an idea. What do you think of this? I'm like, what do you got? He goes, okay, I'm going to have everyone, all of my friends give me two burger bucks and then I'm going to pick a winner. And if I get 10 friends to give me two burger bucks, that's 20 burger bucks. And I'm going to pick a winner and one of them will earn 15 burger bucks. (laughs) That way I keep five and they keep 15. And I was like, you just invented the lottery. <laughs> like, Dude, that is kid. hilarious. He seriously <laughs> came up with the lottery. I, I love Levi, man. He's one of my Such favorite little guys. What did, what did you say? Go for it. I, this is how you do it. This is how you win. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave him the branding mythology, yeah. the whole thing. Excel spreadsheets. He's so funny. So so on the other side of this, um, we have our two brothers, John Piper, John MacArthur, and both of them. The Johns, yeah, as we like to Johns. call them. Both of them feel a little more strongly about yep. the, the realm of gambling. Totally. And I think they give us some good points to, to really consider and to think about in terms of, you know, those of us that, that are in that realm, and especially those of you that have, that have an issue with it. Because if you do, you need to repent. Mm-hmm. You need to walk away from gambling. You need to never go toward gambling. A again. good litmus test if you have an issue with it? 
if you're married and your spouse has spoken about concerns of you gambling, man, just stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just stop. That's yep. a bad sign. If, you're, if your spouse cannot trust you as it pertains to this habit, the Lord has given you your spouse so that you can become more like Jesus and they probably see something in your heart. Yeah. They have some sort of loving concern for you that you should heed. Say yeah. And, and, if, and if you have no, and if you know you have no self-control mm-hmm. and if you have an addictive itch where you cannot be at peace if you don't do it, those are problems and you need to walk away from it. You've now been mastered by mm-hmm. it. So MacArthur says he believes that gambling is built on 10 sins, uh, materialism, greed, discontent, exploitation, lazy lust for entertainment, distrusting God, disdain for work and careful planning, irresponsible stewardship, failure to meet the needs of your family, and failure to love your neighbor. Is he against it or what? (laughs) (laughs) He loves it. I think, in in all fairness, I, I, I listened to a clip. He's probably saying that, you know, these are the things that it can lead to. Uh, these are the things that, that really are the foundations you know, for it. And so you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. John Piper said, look, we have one life to live for eternity and the glory of God. Of course, what else would Piper say? So what are we doing with our time in that regard? He says, um, in gambling, oftentimes the unreal is desired more than the real. Mm. You know, we're, we're in this fantasy of getting all this money and you know, we're just caught up in this whole fake world. He said, sometimes it's a blinding fog. He was answering a question from someone who said, hey, I only spend you know, up to $50 a week you know, on gambling. And Piper just paused and he goes, $200 a month just gone up in the, in the smoke? He says, you know, think of what the seriousness of that, how we lose that sense of that's, I mean, he's, he's talked about, he talks you know, about the average income of people in most countries isn't even $200 a month. It's a quarter know. of a million dollars in 10 years. Yeah, and he was like adding that up. At, you know, you add that up. By but if he's a, a winner, imagine the tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw this, there was a group of pastors, I watched a video just in research, and they were like talking about, would you take a tithe from someone who won, you know, $100 million in gambling? They're like, yeah, you know. <laughs> the devil's um, had it long enough. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, there's a desires to be rich, which again, First uh, Timothy 6, like we talked about. And then he sa- reminds us it's God's money. Mm-hmm. First Chronicles 29, 14, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you and of your own, we have given you. It's yeah. God's money. Yep. We touched on that earlier. He ends with, there's vastly better ways to find joy uh, through how you use your money. And he talked about investing and he got in actually into the stock market and he, he talked about how he saw that as different than the blind chance of gambling. And like you said, the return, you can get your money back out. But there is that element. And he makes a good point. He says, anything is a risk with your money. You bury it in the ground, it could rot. You put it in the bank, the banks might collapse. You know, you, whatever, there, there's all kinds of elements. But I think, you know, I think those are all good things to consider. Absolutely. And Off for, to Vegas we go. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine we finish the podcast and we throw out? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had a marked deck of cards uh, many years ago, and my friend Drew Davis, our friend, I said, Drew, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I just feel like something's happened to me. I, can, I just know what, the, what is in a card. And he goes, what do you mean? And I pulled out a deck of cards. I'm sh- I go, shuffle them, shuffle them. I laid them on the table. I started going through them. I go, I think this is the three of hearts. And he goes, it is the three of hearts. <laughs> and as I was going through all the cards, he's all, Let's go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, friends, let me, let me finish with this, this quick exhortation. Be a Christian who learns to never be rash 
in anything in life. Learn to pause, learn to think, learn to research, learn to get counsel, learn to pray, and to be thoughtful about what you do. Honestly, I think one of the biggest sins is the sin of, I just like how it feels, I'm going to do it. Mm. And we just rush into things. That's not the type of life that is surrender to the Lord. That's not the bondservant life. That's not the slave of Christ life. And so maybe even in hearing this, or maybe in even having seen the title to this episode, you didn't want to listen. Hmm. Because in your heart and mind, you're like, no, 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 this I cannot stop doing. If that's you, you're the one who really needs to think about it, because it's probably a problem. Nothing is worth dishonoring the Lord for. Nothing is worth hurting your family over. Nothing is worth entering into sin in connection with. And so I just encourage you to think through that. It's a serious issue and one we need to prayerfully think through, research, examine, and get counsel on. You're not going all serious, are you? No. Thank you for joining us. Because I got a little laugh track here. I wanted to pray. I was, wait, play. I was waiting for you to say something funny. I'd be waiting for you. Oh, well, I've got to be just that, yeah. off. Well, friends, uh, this has been a, a very interesting one. Like I said, we could have gone on and on, but we didn't. Don't forget the Intermediate Training Course, the Living Waters Mug, uh, and the Evidence Study Bible, all at livingwaters.com. Hey, keep liking. Five stars, surprisingly, after almost two years. It's almost unheard of, and it's two because years? of you guys. Yeah, almost two years. I was trying to figure that out the other day. It's been two yeah, years. Yeah, it's almost Boy, two years. Time September. Still at five stars. You, you almost never see that, and it's because of your kindness and giving us those ratings. Remember the comments you've seen. We read them, and they bless us. They fuel us. So <laughs> continue to fuel us and encourage us. Podcastlivingwaters.com with your thoughts, and then don't forget to go to your platforms and do that other stuff. Thank you for joining us, friends. We'll see you here next time on the Living Waters Podcast. The ultimate cure to insomnia. That's clapping, Ray, not laughing. It's <laughs> not laugh. We're going to have to work on your timing. It's called a laugh track. We're going to have to work on your timing. Here we go. Oh, dear. It won't stop. Yeah. See you next time, friends, or maybe after this. We won't. Winners, winners, winners. That's you, friends. Those of you who I'm about to announce are the winners of this week's podcast giveaway on the Living Waters podcast. We've got Carlos from Lamont, California, Daniel from Jamestown, North Carolina, Ed Washburn from Tennessee, David Norwood from North Carolina, Doug Campobello from South Carolina, Ali from Falls Church, Virginia, Adrian from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Joshua from Excelsior Springs, Missouri, Eva from Bow Island, Canada, and Penelope from Bardwell Park, Australia. Shout out to the Aussies and the Canadians out there. Friends, you can get this too, those of you who are listening. Just share the word and sign up for the Living Waters Podcast.